Hey, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? In this episode, it's actually a part of probably it's going to end up being four parts. And um, this episode, I'm really excited for you to hear it. I'm going to be touching on some really touchy things, as well as I had some very special guests. But this is part one of probably part four part series of um, Girl Can We Talk. I hope you enjoy and thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl Can We Talk? You know, our couch talk when we sit around and giggle or when we lay across the bed and we talk about that tough stuff. Maybe even it's when we chit chat on the phone about how our day went. Yeah, this is that space. This is that time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we dive into another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? And by the way, hey, did I mention my name is Cheryl? Yeah. Well, it's me. I'm your girl. So let's get into this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl, Can We Talk? This is season two and we have some really awesome things going to happen and some very special guests. And today we have some extra special guests. Um, With me, I have my brother Randy Cam and his wife, Melissa Cam and Marcus Williams, my husband. And we're going to be talking to you about reconciliation. So before we get into that, I'm going to give you a little background information so that you could really understand um, how this topic came about with the people that are in this room right now. So let me tell you a story. When I was about five years old, um, I was going to school one day and we were the last stop of the day it because we were the last stop anyway um so i was sitting on the bus and there was this little girl on the bus with me because we lived on the same block and i was singing the song yes jesus loves me yes jesus loves me you know the words and i got to the part about red and yellow black and white they are precious in his sight And the young lady proceeded to tell me that I could not go to heaven. And I was like, what? I can't go to heaven. Why can't I go to heaven? And she said, because you're black. And I said, I'm black. I'm black. (laughs) I was like totally blown away by the fact that I was black. So I hopped off the bus ran in the house and I ran up to my mom who was in the kitchen and she was cooking. And I said, mama, am I black? And she said, yeah, you're black. And I said, are you white? And she looked at me and said, yes, I'm white. And I was completely crushed. Like I was totally and completely crushed because at that very moment, 
in my little five-year-old mind, I decided I'm going to hell because I'm black. So, with all of that, we're going to be dealing with the issue of black and white. And not only that, being mixed, having a sibling or two siblings, because my sister Christy has passed away, that were not black, they were white. So, from his perspective, he is going to be talking to us about how he had to deal with that. And I'll be speaking to you about my perspective. And Randy and Marcus are going to add to their experiences um, with those same topics along, along those lines. And maybe even on a, another level. But at, at, any, at any case, we're going to be dealing with this tough topic. It's very tough. So... I'm going to tell you another little story before I add Randy into the conversation. I think uh, I was in the ninth grade when I first met you. And um, we, I, I always knew that I had an older brother and sister, and I always knew that they were white. Um, but it was never like a color thing for me because I, when you have a mixed family, the children don't know how to decipher color. They just see a mom and a dad and everybody else just fits in that picture. And it's never an issue of my mama's white or my daddy's black or vice versa. It's just mom and dad. And you don't have, it's almost like you're colorblind because all you see is people. Um, but then, you know, life has a way of introducing the difference and whatever age or wherever you are in life, that's where you kind of get mixed up and shook up with it. Well, I think that's kind of like how it was for me. And I'm pretty sure it was kind of like that for you too. Um, because when we were, I, I was in the ninth grade, we were told that we were going to go to Oklahoma city to go to the mall. And uh, we were going to go meet our brother and sister I was extremely excited because finally, I didn't have to be the older child. I didn't have to have all the responsibility. So yeah, we get to the mall and uh, we meet Christy first and she's talking to us like there's nothing, like it's just no big deal. She's super excited to have some little sisters and we're excited too because you know we finally get to meet our big sister. And then we get to meet our big brother, and needless to say, he was not that thrilled. As a matter of fact, when he looked at us, he looked at us like, ugh. And at that time, I was like, dang, for real? I can't believe this, but I, I, I was only in the ninth grade. I didn't really know how to process it. And so I just kind of looked at him, how he was looking at us, and I didn't know what to think. Because remember, I knew of him my whole life. So I was just happy because now I have this big brother who could beat up the guys who used to beat me up all the time. Because I don't know what it was, but boys and me fought all the time. But I was so excited because my brother could finally come and beat all these boys up who was beating up on me. But it didn't really kind of like work like that. So um, that's how we're going to start this thing off. And I'm going to introduce my brother, Randy. 
and let him give you a little background of how it happened for him. Hello. So, uh, like Cheryl said, um, grew up with my grandparents. So, uh, our mother, um, my father, my, my biological father didn't exactly treat her very well. Um, he, he was very selfish, um, had multiple affairs on her. Um, our mother was very loyal to him, but, uh, he actually started another family uh, and had two sons with another woman um, before I was conceived. So, uh, real odd situation. Um, our mother actually came to live with his parents, which were the, grand, uh, the grandparents that raised me. And um, she one day said, hey, I've got to go take care of some business in Enid, which is where I was born. They were living in a little town in western Oklahoma. So they, had, they let her go, and she never came back. Um, I was seven months old when that happened. Uh, you wouldn't think that it would have an impact on you, but it had a profound impact on me. I remember asking my grandmother when I was told at 15, at a really rough time in my life, about this situation, um, how I handled it as, a, as an infant. She said, I cried all the time. You know, obviously grieving for my mother. And eventually I, I got better and, and went on, but you, you carry those scars with you. So growing up, I, I had a pretty deep root of rejection. Uh, always trying to prove myself, always trying to uh, gain acceptance and love from anybody, yeah, uh, which led to some pretty bad circumstances, as I'm sure you could imagine. Um, anyway, at 15, I, I had had a a real uh, traumatic situation with uh, with a girlfriend of mine. Um, we broke up, you know, broke my heart. First big girlfriend, you know how those things go. And so my grandmother decides to tell me the story. So she explains to me what happened, gives me all of that background. And then she proceeds to tell me, and then your mother went and married a black man. And she said it like that, just as a whisper. And, you know, of course, I'm 15. I, I understand a little about race, but I grew up in a small western Oklahoma town that I think I had one classmate in my class that was African American. So um, great guy, we were good friends, but you know you just don't conceptualize a lot of that. Um, so you, you know there was a lot of prejudice in the town, a lot of things that you grow up, um, especially when you have limited exposure. It, it's it's not something that you just really put a lot of thought into. Um, at any rate. Um, I get into early college. Uh, my sister, our sister Christy, um, she was born with cystic fibrosis, uh, which is a lung disorder, and she eventually passed away uh, at 27 with that disease. And uh, so she was really, it meant a lot to her to reconnect with our mother. And then we found out we had siblings, and so she just dove into that relationship. And, you know, being a pretty stupid boy, and being a boy that didn't have a lot of understanding with those things, I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to, how, how to get my head around that relationship and what it was supposed to be. You know, there was still some hurt of abandonment from my mother. So there was probably some angst there that actually bled off on to my sisters inadvertently. Um, so it was a tough thing to process. And, and we had, uh, uh, you know, that was really the time we met. I think Christy built a relationship with you guys. I really didn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, it wasn't until many years later 
Uh, my grandma, uh, my, 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 our sister Christy passed away in 1995. Mm -hmm. um, and my grandfather had passed away a month before her. And so uh, I had to deal with that. Um, I had a little limited exposure. Uh, Cheryl wasn't around at that time, but uh, one of my other sisters did come to the hospital when Christy was... Shanda. Yeah, when she was uh, very ill. So, I, I mean, I got to, to be around her a little bit, but uh, very little exposure there uh, otherwise. So, uh, fast forward, 2006, my grandmother passes away. And after that, I feel like an orphan, like I have no family. Start drinking pretty heavily. I mean, I, now I'm blessed with the best wife on the planet, and she's here with us, and she'll get to share some, give you a little more context on this. But uh, she really helped me through a lot of that. But I did feel like an orphan. I felt like I had been, uh, you know, uh, I'd, I'd been abandoned once again. And then we got home one night. I don't know where we had been, and there was a message on my phone, and it was from Cheryl. And she's like, I don't know if you remember me. I'm your sister Cheryl. I'd just like to talk to you. And I believe you left your number. I think I called you back. Yeah, I think so. Trying to remember. I think I did. Yeah. And we struck a, a conversation, and I remember feeling, I have family. I still have family. Now, obviously, because of my actions in my youth, there were, there were barriers and things we had to work through. Uh, it wasn't too long after that, I think, we drove up to Kansas City. I, I picked up our other sisters and our mother that lived in Enid, Oklahoma, and we drove to Kansas City to Cheryl's house. Got to meet her uh, and her husband and kids. You guys may have come to our house one time before that. I can't remember when that all went down. Yeah, but, uh, before. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came up, and, and I remember having a conversation on your couch about, you really hurt me. You really, you know, I remember us really talking about that. And, you know, I, I, had, I, I felt lots of remorse from it. I, I asked for forgiveness. And, you know, I, I feel like we kind of worked through that at that time and, and kind of move forward. And, and today, 2021, I am so blessed <laughs> to have my sister and my sisters in, in my life and my mother. And they bring me lots of joy. And we came up this summer in the midst of COVID. We had a, I had a little break. I work in healthcare and it's been a rough year. Um, but I had a little break and we came up to, to see the family and... I remember sitting at the dining room table and just observing the room and all the love and all the relationship was going on. And I was thinking to myself, this is family. And it really impacted me just so much that, that I, have a, I have a sister. I have family here. Uh, beyond color, we are, we are souls that, that connect. We are people that love one another. And I'm just so thankful to God that we've got that relationship. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, and and even though you're hearing just this little piece of it, it's like so much embedded into this story that, I mean, we, we won't be able to cover everything, but we're really going to try to like peel the layers back and like deal with it because we need this. We need this as a family. Mm -hmm. We also need this as a community. And we need it as a country. And then beyond that, we need this as a world because humanity is so divided and people are literally just losing their mind over color. And what is color? It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. 
other than Shades of Beauty in my book. So I'd like to give credit where credit is due. First, I'd like to thank Marcus Williams for all of the equipment that he has allowed me to borrow in order to even put this podcast together and his abilities and skills at editing and bringing it all together to make my final product. Secondly, I would like to give credit to Charmel Cofield and Alexander West for my theme song. I really appreciate it. Jason Smith, Garvaz for setting everything up and for you, my listeners. Thank you so much for your time. This has been real and it's been fun. Yep, real fun. Tune in next week for another episode of Girl Can We Talk. And don't forget to like and share and subscribe. Reach out to your girl and let me know what you think. Until next time, stay true, stay strong, stay woman. This is Cheryl signing out. Love ya.